The following episode of In No Particular Order can and will contain explicit language and adult content. If you don't like things like that, listen to the podcast but put it on mute. Meaning play it, but put it on mute. Because that way we still get streams from it. And let's be honest, uh, streams are key right now. Um, on this episode, D-Mac and myself round off the, the best year of the true story based on the fiction network ever of our four or five years as we talk about our top five beef records ever. Um, ever is kind of um, a misnomer because we really don't go back that far. I mean, he has one that goes back to like late 80s, but we're 80s babies, 90s kids. So, and we came to our, as we discuss on the show we came to our um realization of rap late 90s early 2000s so keep that in mind sorry i took a fuck of water um so hopefully 2019 will be even better for the network and especially this show in no particular order we have a lot more lists coming your way and on this episode listen to the very end because we finally maybe came up with our um sign off this is the only show on the network that doesn't have one yet. Well, kind of. Of the three main shows, I'll say. Um, but until then, enjoy the following episode. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. the December episode of No Particular Order. This is Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by always with my co-host, D-Mac. Uh, what's going on today? What's going on today, man? Not much, man. Just taking it day by day, you know, doing a little bit of Christmas shopping, you know. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, it's, it's that season. I haven't even thought about it or, or started yet, man. So, <laughs> I applaud you for that effort of getting your shit done. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you don't have like mad lines because out here it ain't been too bad, shockingly. Like people ain't been Christmas shopping like crazy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, man. I don't foresee any type of long lines anywhere really because like online. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking yeah. out there. Everybody used to online. But I did see the mailman out here hustling today though. <laughs> oh yeah, he's out there delivering packages. Mm-hmm. Um Good old Amazon, and um, I, I bet that like there's gonna be other companies that are gonna start doing that, because that actually helps the post office out 
because um people don't send fucking letters anymore it, it, they, they only send things that they're buying online so yeah so the people who work there might not like it as much but it's probably the only thing that keeps keeps the post office alive honestly yeah yeah that's true amazon shoot amazon about to be new toys already <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p toys us uh gone <laughs> i can't say gone too soon because it's kind of gone right on time because they had a pretty yeah, good real. run but they've gone the way of like every other type of retail so i mean like that's just like nature of the beast but okay oh uh, as we said last time um this this month our episode is going to be about um the top five beefs records in no particular order by both you and i but before we get to that um you wanted me to listen to um some music um and why don't you go ahead and tell the people what we listen to for uh for our show tonight uh, it was the new uh, the new McMills uh, Champions. I heard it like almost everywhere. Well, I first took a listen before all the social media, you know, conflict. Everybody saying it's good, it's good. And a buddy of mine was like, "Hey man, you listen to it?" He's like, "He's like, I've been heard like five tracks straight, and it's fire." So me myself, I'm not even a McMill guy. As you spoke about last episode. Yeah, because last episode we both had him in our overrated list. Exactly, because he'd just be yelling like, it's a house party. (laughs) 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 That is his flow on a multiple song. (laughs) (laughs) On this one, I didn't feel that type of energy. It was almost like he was he was actually talking about stuff. He had some material. The beast was there on majority of the on the tracks. Uh, the one, uh, what was it? What is it called? Uh, what what's free? That was probably maybe the highest track on there. I want to say just because Jay Z verse was like that 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 verse was fire. <laughs> that, maybe that, the best verse of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that for Jay Z. I had to give him props to Jay Z like pushing fifty. And he up here dropping bars like that when he dropping knowledge. It just like it just made me say, Wow. Like, wow, yeah. for real. I, I... <laughs> Gotta give him props. Uh what what was your take of it? Um Let's see. So I only listened to it under your recommendation. Uh because uh as we said last episode, I'm not a Meek Mill fan at all. I, I don't get the hype. Um I did want to check out the um, the I'm free the for free song because of like the Jay Z verse because uh, when I listened to like the Joe Button podcast, they spoke about that verse for a good hour. And I'm like, God damn, he he breaking this shit down. I'm talking about uh, the road game, the sign of fail, the fucking I'm sorry, I'm sorry, grandma they got to kill me. Like, God damn, this motherfucker going hey. in. So um, oh, I, I ain't I ain't know that. <laughs> he was he, he said some crazy shit, bro, but it was all true, man. Um, so I was definitely gonna fuck with that track at some point. But um but for the show, I checked out uh, that shit. Uh, 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 the whole project. And um I will say this, uh probably had some of the best beats I've heard of anything this entire year. Uh, so the, they definitely gave him some good ass beats. Whoever his, uh, I think they call the uh, person 
the A and R. Whoever A and R this uh, album is amazing because got some of the best beats I've heard all year. Um, the 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 bars on there for all parties involved were, were pretty amazing. Um, but here he, here's my take on it. I I feel like. Uh, and I'm trying to pull up here on my iPad so I can go over the track list. But I feel like if Meek Mill would have wrote that entire album, as is, maybe changed some of the bars around, I had the same features and the same beats, the same everything else, but besides Meek Mill and gave it to somebody else, it would have been amazing. But because it's still suffering from the same shit about Meek Mill that I hate, because to me, I started. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, like on a number of the songs, uh, I felt like although he was saying, I, I felt like he might have been saying some, some dope shit. I couldn't fucking understand what he was saying because of his flow. And then, now, admittedly, I I, I kind of mumble when I talk too, but he, I feel like he was mumbling. I feel like Meek Mill is a mobile rapper to me because I can I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying a lot of the times. So yeah. It was a good album, despite the fact that it was a Meek Mill album. And then I felt like he was kind of trying to be fake woke. Because, like, he was saying shit that, like, I could tell that he saw right from a fucking documentary. Because, like, obviously, like, when he was in jail, he watched the documentary 13th. <laughs> and then he was talking about that shit. Uh, so it's a good album, despite being a, being a, a Meek Mill uh, project. But when... Uh, when you text me before, I think the tracks you told me to uh to listen to were "What's Free" and yeah, and uh, Meek was terrible on there. Ross was all right, but <laughs> but but Jay killed it. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Um, Uptown Vibes with uh him and Fabulous, Fab killed it. Uh. The song with Cardi B is the first time I've ever heard a whole Cardi B verse that I can recall. <laughs> but that shit was fire like a motherfucker. She killed that shit. She fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even want to put that on there for your... That's why I was like, I don't know if you're going to like the Cardi B one. But I thought it was good, though. I, I thought she killed she it. She obliterated that shit, bro. I mean, there has been some question on, a, on how many of her bars that she actually writes. But I'm kind of not caring about that as much anymore, honestly. But yeah, but in terms of bar for bar, she fucking obliterated that shit. Um, uh, going bad was okay. Uh, championships, I felt like could have been good if he gave, like I said, if he gave that exact song to, uh, to a different artist, same beat, same lyrics, but like maybe a different flow and said different artists. That song would have been amazing. And then, um, there was this other song that had a chick on it, and she kind of had like a, uh, like a Spanish accent. I think it's with the shits featuring Melly. That was also pretty good. So, I mean, I, I'm not mad that I heard it, but I, I, I wouldn't say that it's great. Yeah. Uh, you, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'll oh, go ahead. Now I was gonna say, but you give me a little bit of props. 
as a writer, yes, he, he's actually yeah. a pretty good writer. But <laughs> as an actual rapper, as a performer, I don't know. Okay, now if you would have gave championships to say like to game, who I think is who be on my underrated list, he would have killed it. Or if on what's free, uh, you would have had. Who else could have been in there to me? Who who's kind of conscious but not but still like can spit? Uh, even if you had like fucking Lil Wayne on a what's free, I I think would have been better. Um, like more balanced. Yeah. And uh, something else that came out in the last few weeks because uh, I'm not sure it if it's because it's the fourth quarter. These companies are trying to put out a lot of shit but I think like 17 hip hop and rap uh, projects came out this Friday uh, and like last in the last couple of weeks have been like quite a few too uh, did you get a chance well first and foremost were you a Dipset fan back in the day mm, not really okay. not really I ain't even gonna I ain't gonna lie to you on that one I, I listened to a couple of their tracks yeah some of them was good uh, I did get to listen to a little bit of uh the new album that you t- that you had, uh told me to listen to. I listened to a little bit of it, yeah. but actually a little bit I actually heard beforehand. I think it was it might have been on Instagram or something because I just remember seeing Jim Jones and Cameron. I on it was like on a like it was uh on the set for like a video or something, right? Because they had uh. What did they have on? It was a certain no. You know what it was? It was Jim Jones Instagram, and he had it on, and that's when I listened to. It. I was like, oh shit, this sounds pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually a big fan back in the day, and like now, I'll thank my brother for that because uh, he he's been a camera fan since fucking horse and cares and shit. I've never thought Cameron was that hot because he's so weird and like his bars is just crazy. But um the first two diplomat albums, so Diplomatic Immunity One and Two and Two was a double disc were amazing albums because in terms of an actual team in those days they had the strongest team. Um and that's what I think that this new drink was missing. Because uh, back in the day, they had like the main three, so Jewels, Cameron, and Jim Jones. But then they had people like Hell Rail. They had J.R. Ryder, the writer of all writers. They had uh, that chick whose name escapes me at the moment. They had um, the Dipset Hero Gang. So they had like a fucking army. With, with this new one, and then, okay, so I will say this. Back in the day, the weakest link of the entire thing was fucking Jim Jones. But in 2018, yeah. it's a fucking 180. He fucking saved this whole album for me because he, he was killing that shit. Jim was fucking killing it. And then back in the day, like the uh, the hottest one was fucking Jewels, but Jewels was straight trash on this shit. <laughs> Jewels was trash. Jewels fell off because the only the, the album that I like the only album he came out with yeah. he ain't been missing what was yeah, good that that, that that was hot yeah but after that he didn't put nothing out he just left the game he went missing from the game shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because they said it was because um, I think like his mom's got sick and then like he was doing drugs and shit. And mm-hmm. you can tell about the drugs because uh, do you follow Fifty on um IG? Yeah, because <laughs> Fifty uh be exposing motherfucker because uh because if you notice. Joel bars don't sound right, like like it sound like a little bit too breathy, and that's because uh, Fifty was not lying. Like Joel's missing his whole front teeth; he has no fronts. Like it's just his fake. And I, I guess when he, no, laughs, I know he that, has, wow. yeah, like that's probably way back on a Fifty's timeline now. But yeah, but like he um had a a screenshot shot of a, one of their new videos, and it showed fucking Joel's rapping. But if you zoom in on the shit, he had no fucking fronts. That's why his S's and his P's sound very strange on this album because because he has no front teeth. But then um <laughs> then fucking Joel uh his response to putting out a picture of him smiling with like his <laughs> the fakest fake teeth I've ever seen in my life. Damn. This motherfucker teeth look like uh, like remember like a, a Batman one when uh <laughs> when uh fuck when when like, the Joker did something and he had like some false teeth fucking just flying around like the fucking table that was like like those yeah. mechanical joints. Yeah. <laughs> That's how fucking Joel teeth was looking, bro. It was bad. <laughs> um so if you aren't a dipsets fan, we can't really get into this album too in depth because I wanted to kinda uh c- c- compare and contrast the old shit with the new shit. But what I will say though, um, well, I guess first I, I ask you of the tracks that you heard, did any tracks kind of stand out to you? Uh, I mean, it was all the. I listened to probably like three or four tracks. I can't really even name them all. Right. But uh, I mean, it, it really didn't click to me. It didn't, it didn't stand out. It just. It just rhymed me of some, some dipset, <laughs> just some, dip, some dipset joints. That's why I was just kind of like, uh, this is all right. I can't really, like, grasp it, like, back in the day. Cause I re- but you're right, though, because back in the day, dipset was the shit fire. I know a lot of folks was, like, really into it. I couldn't really click into it. I can only click with certain part, certain people in the dipset mm-hmm. era. And I think the reason why I couldn't click with it is because of the way that how it was being promoted, especially when they was with Rockefeller, because Jay, they was bitching or whatever. He didn't want them motherfuckers even with Rockefeller. Right. So that's, I think, I think they could have did like, like way better if, if they would have, uh, if they would have been presented well with Rockefeller and all that. It was just damn dash and them out there because they from New York. So he was just like, oh, we about to, you know, set the standard, do this, I'm going to get them, blah, blah, blah. And Jay didn't like it or whatever, but it's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, like I How said, you like it? Uh, the, the, this shit is good, but mainly because of Jim Jones. But the two things that they're missing, one, the beats. Like, the beats were decent beats, but back in the day, they beats just be hard as fuck, man. But now I, I feel like because they're trying to have like their niche out as being like Harlem MCs, they went for a lot of like fucking boom bap uh fucking tracks. But but back in the day, like the fucking diplomats were like like the, really the first, in my opinion, 
East Coast rappers that had like down south type beats. But this sounded like what you really like that fucking boom bop shit, which I'm not a huge fan of, as people like who listen to the show um probably know by now. Um so it was lacking the beats and also I think that they should have pulled in like some of their old compatriots, which to that point, um three of their um old people who used to fuck with them, who who got excluded from this new project put out their own kind of response album to this. It's called The Upstage by J.R. Ryder, who, who was really good to me. Hellrail, who was grimy as fuck in, in the best possible way. <laughs> and a 40 cal. So, like, they put, like, a, like, a, like a, a, a tape. It's also 10 songs that actually is pretty damn good. So, I feel like the best of that tape and the best of, like, the fucking Dipset tape together would have been amazing. But... <laughs> guess it wasn't meant to be um alright so uh, let's go ahead and get on with the list so like so like we said from like the uh, jump on this uh on this yeah. show it's gonna be our top five beef records in no particular order um I did kind of alter my list to make sure that there wasn't as much overlap so mine are gonna be a little obscure but uh so you go ahead with your first one, cause like that's kind of like our rotation. You, me, you, me, you, me. Okay. Uh, what you mean by overlap, though? <laughs> um, I was kind of trying to avoid having um us have the same picks. Oh, we, it's, I think it's gonna happen regardless. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Cause I was trying to, I was thinking of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cause uh. I got some some disc records that's not really. I don't want to say it's not top fivers, but it'd be an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we talk. We we get to that later. Let me start off with my first one. My first one is No Vaseline by Ice Cube. You took it back, <laughs> <laughs> man. That. I just remember when the movie NWA came out and it was even before then when I was right. I remember listening to this when I was in the uh traveling with my uncle and we was like in the Hoover Dam or no, in the in the uh uh what you call that place? Uh what is it? Wait, yeah, in the Hoover Grand Dam Canyon? area going to Grand Canyon, there you go, yeah, yeah, yeah in the Grand Canyon and <laughs> this song he had played it on uh like he had like a little mixed playlist or whatever and I was like me and him was reciting word for word what Ice Cube said <laughs> it, was, it was just too funny like I, it was like man I was like damn this shit take me back then we we even repeated it uh we repeated really? the uh song again because that shit man that shit took me back and then when you hear it on uh on the uh, straight out of Compton uh, movie that, that that shit. I swear, everybody in the movie theater was saying that shit. They was like, it was like used to be hard. Now you just wet and soft. Ooh, man, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> man, that shit. That shit's He went in. I don't. Even, I can't even believe. I swear. After after coming out with that this record, I was like, nah, we gonna be friends after that. It was like hell, nah. We ain't no in hell. <laughs> Cause he literally called everybody out from in from Dr. Dre. To make it to 
Yellow ain't doing shit. DJ Yellow ain't doing shit. Easy. You can't even fucking even make a lyric. Like, it's crazy. Then um, it was talking about how bozo they was. Like, I <laughs> cute. That was I cute. That was the hardest diss record in a minute. That, that's why I was like, everybody was like, damn, like how the hell he call out how the hell he called out their whole crew, everybody individually, then together as in one. And everybody <laughs> was like, yo, this shit fire. And even easy was like, damn, like you know what I'm saying? It's it did they was talking about how they was getting fucked by their manager. Man, it just yeah, classic. That's a classic. That might have been the first very popular disc song because I think that the first one um, that was recorded was like back in the early '80s on some shit, like on some b-boy shit. But like that might have been the first pop, popular modern disc track. And for those in the audience who don't know, I doubt we have anybody in this audience who doesn't know. So that whole beef started off because uh, Ice Cube was a member of NWA, and I think they had contract disputes, right? So is that why um, Ice Cube left? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he left, and then I guess that... Now, was that the opening salvo, or, or did NWA put out a song about him first? They NWA put it out first, and uh, what was the... uh, and then when they put out a movie, they put it out in a movie. I forgot what the name, but the song was what how they call it. It was kind of like it was just talking that uh, kind of it was kind of calling Ice Cube like almost like an Uncle Tom in a way or something. Like he ain't with us no more and all that. So when he realized that when the A and R. Yeah, that was not. Nah, I don't even think it was the A and R. It was uh the actual uh record company. Okay. The, the actual record company. They told him like, "Hey, you need to listen to this. Don't trip." And then he listened. To it. He was like, "Who? They call me Benedict Arnold. Like that's what they called him." Uh-huh. He was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "All right, bet. He's like, "I got some for their ass." And then that's when he just like went in, and then <laughs> they just started beefing after that. I mean, the, the beef settled later on. That's because Dr. Dre left and he realized what was going on, but they they should yeah, it was a whole contract dispute because uh what's his name? Helen Keller or whatever the hell his Something, name is. Jerry Heller. Jerry Jerry Heller, yeah. He was trying to he was trying to fuck him over from the get go. Like he was fucking him over. Like he was giving saying easy, yeah, you run the company, this, that and the other yeah. but he was fucking him over. He wasn't even giving him all the money. And all they was doing was spending, 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 spending and then all of a sudden, when it's like, yo, hey, what's up with this 75 mil? What's up with this 100 mil or whatever? I mean, not 100 mil, but uh, 75,000, 100,000, whatever the case may be. They wouldn't get no money. They wouldn't get paid. And then when Ice Cube was like, yo, I wrote majority of the records that MWA even fucking even got on their album. I wrote them. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, what's up with the money? And then all of a sudden, Jerry tried to get him to sign some bullshit. In the dark at a damn hotel, like, oh, I want you to sign like on some Godfather's like shit. And then he saw the check. He's like, yeah, I got this check for seventy five mil, but you just gotta sign right here. You just trying to sign, have him sign some bullshit. And he was like, nah, I don't. He like, you know, I deserve that money. But then on top of that, you know, I ain't just gonna sign no fucking contract, and I ain't gonna have no lawyer to look over it. Like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, right. <laughs> and that's when he said, yeah, you know, I said we getting fucked. 
He told Dr. Dre, like, yo, we getting fucked. You making beats. I'm up here fucking producing. I mean, I'm up here uh, right. writing the lyrics. And we ain't getting shit for it. We getting a little bit of money, but we ain't getting the, the chunk we deserve. And then when Dr. Dre realized that shit, too, he, he realized it on the other end, like, yo, Jerry fucking us. That's when he left. And then after that, that's when Death Row Records started. That's when Ice Cube did his shit. And DJ Yella and them, they just made it to obscurity. Yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> like, Easy e Easy e was doing his thing, because that's when he brought in Bone Thugs and Harmony and shit, but then after yep. he got sick, that's when it was a wrap. Like, I think he probably, if he was still alive, he probably would have, MWA would probably would have came back. I'm not even going to lie, because like, they say in the movie, they said it was going to come back. I believe they probably would have came back, because knowing how Dr. Dre is, and, I mean, knowing how uh, Ice Cube is, Ice Cube, he brought back, you know, West, West Side Connection. You know what I'm saying? Even when they broke up, he brought it back, you know, just for sentimental value. People still like the wave, you know, the West Coast and all that shit. But he still brought it back, so he still would have came back today. And him and Dr. Dre, they still got – their friendship is, like, beyond. I yeah. swear, like, beyond. Because they've been knowing each other since damn near fucking high school, so – and them motherfuckers like 50 years old now. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I kind of feel like, though, there was no reason for them to come back because essentially Ice Cube and Dre were that group because Ice Cube wrote everybody's shit. Not just uh, his. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he wrote, and he wrote Easy E's whole first album. Like, he was the writer and fucking Dre was the producer. So essentially, what? Well, I take that back because that's the same deal with uh, West Side. West Side a connection and that was trash, and yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah, I guess there's certain, certain vibes that have to be there because uh, Dre is only good if he's by Snoop Dogg back in the day, not currently, or uh, M. Otherwise, he's also trash. Yeah, but yeah, I know from what everybody says, and that's even from Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said that Dr. Dre is very controlling. Like he's he's one of them damn producers, like. I want you to say it like this. Yeah. I need you to say it just like this. And he was like, and you'd be like, you the artist. He's like, man, I don't want to say this shit like that. That shit don't sound right to me. But then it'd be a fucking platinum hit. (laughs) Just because you said it that way. But he still, but the art still don't like that shit. Granted, it might be a platinum hit, but he still don't like that fucking goddamn. So, but Dre, he got that mind frame. Yeah. This is, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, man. uh, Yeah, what's your, what's your, What's uh, one of your top five? Uh, let's see. Which one I want to do first? I have one wild card. I'll probably say that one for last because it's a wild card. But, um... Oh, and this is only four. <laughs> so, okay, so I'll do uh, <laughs> my most um, common one first then. Uh, I would say definitely... Um... Hmm... I'll say Takeover. And that's probably going to listen, isn't it? Of course it is. <laughs> go ahead. Because <laughs> uh, Takeover is the first... No, 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 no. I'll take that back. You can have Takeover. The one I'm going to use <laughs> is uh, I, I, I Spell Pussy by G-Unit. Okay. Because that song, 
was so impactful because it was a a, a diss a very soft it was a very light diss song that went into a R and B rap song, which was Fifty's first time he kind of stole Jai's style. So it it it, it works on, on on multiple layers because uh it, it, you know like it starts off with I smell pussy is that you Irv I smell pussy is that you Jai y'all niggas this pussy. And then it went to that, uh, a good song in my opinion. Greg, you know, I like it when you climb on top. Little muscle feel tighter than a headlock. And all that shit. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's the shit right there. You know what I mean? that shit. It's fucking on the way to work tomorrow. <laughs> Take me to ecstasy without taking ecstasy. So then, so the song also introed me at least to the whole G unit, like fucking Lloyd Banks and Tony Ayo. And then, like, he talked about <laughs> job. And it, it, it was so, it was so perfect because. He didn't get into like a, a lot of details about why he didn't like Ja Rule about all his other shit. He just name dropped said it. He was like, yeah, all your niggas is pussy. And then like, and then had in my opinion, a, a, hit, a hit song afterward. And, but it was so strategic because like I said, um, from like outset, it was 50 taking shots at Ja Rule while taking over his same style. <laughs> so yeah, so that was pretty, pretty short and sweet. Short, short, yeah, that's it. Short and sweet, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot. That, that took me back. That, that, that took me back to fourth, eleventh grade. Yeah, eleventh mm-hmm. grade year. Yep. Listen to all that damn fucking Ja Rule and Fifty. They got another. Tr- oh man, I might have to put that one on the list. I forgot all about that one. What was but, that yeah, on? I, I wait on it. I can't even, bro. I can't even think. I thought it was a mixtape. Cause it the, remember the one with. The one, the one with Eminem, Buster Rhymes, Fifty Cent. Mm. That was a mixtape. I remember that was a mixtape. That shit was hot too. Yeah. <laughs> See, dog, but like, like the kids might not know back in those days. That's like when the internet, I first heard, it really pop. So then, what niggas would do was they get all the hot songs from the internet that weren't on the radio and put them on actual mix CDs for us and shit. So I, I think that I heard that first on a mix CD. There wasn't like a full project. Like the like the first full official uh mixtape I, I ever heard was um a Lil Wayne's uh Squad Up, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, but but I think that that track might have been on Guess Who's Back. I think it was because I yeah. Think, I think so. Yeah. Up to the Googles. That's <laughs> all right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the same one it had um Get a Quran on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the fifty kind of stitched a little bit? <laughs> Guess who's back? Let me see. Guess uh, while I'm looking this up, um, what were your thoughts on that one? That was uh, I smell pussy. That was man. That that shit was that yeah that that shit was a that was a classic. Put it that way. I put that on classic mode because of the fact that literally I don't, I almost want to put every disc towards fifty every disc that fifty put towards Ja Rule literally was classic, but it was yeah. very calculated. It was yes. calculated as fuck. As fuck, bro. <laughs> he was just trying to destroy him, and it, that's why I'm saying it's so calculated. It's almost because it's to this day. They still beef it. They still beef it. Like, Jai, he's not don't like Jairu. Yeah, he ain't letting it work for shit. 
Ja Rule, he trying to move on, but when 50 keep bringing it up, he was like, well, fuck, I can't even bring it up with this motherfucker, like, for real. And Ja Rule ain't with the same motherfuckers he was with back then. Yeah. So that's what I was <laughs> I'm like, damn, 50 Kid, you can just get this man a break. You can't get this man a break, no bullshit. And, um, and here's the thing with 50. 50's, sometimes he's too much. He's he's hilarious, but sometimes he's too much. And I say that because he he clowned Ja Rule for having like a concert that got canceled because of low ticket sales. But then he was claiming that his concert don't get sold out. And I think I may have said this on the last episode, but 50 only goes to the concert that he knows will sell out in like foreign countries. 50 can sell out the fucking Barclays Center. 50 can sell out the fucking Saginaw Dow Event Center. Actually, yeah, no, he, he, he probably could. No, 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 no. Temple, <laughs> nah, he could. He could sell out. He, he could sell out the, the fucking Temple Theater, probably. <laughs> he could sell out the fucking Dolly <laughs> Vincent Center. But he talks all that shit, and, and on that one at least, I think it was kind of dumb that he act like he was doing so fucking good and, and, musically when he's not. He had that one song, "Bitch, I'm the Man," "Ho, I'm the Man," that was kind of hot, and then like the uh, the uh, theme song, the um, Power. And yeah, the last Jarrell song that I remember was "It's Your Body, Your Body, Your Body," some shit like that. That was had to be twenty years ago at this point. I cannot yeah. find that. Yeah, he he done. He done rap. He's done. He's done everything. I, oh, he I, can't. Yeah, I don't think Jack can even be a fucking. I don't think Jack can even has has a clout to be like a media guy anymore. Like. Jock couldn't be like a fucking Joe Button. I think he's done completely. Nah. He done completely. 50 can be like a... Well, 50 is really like a media guy now. But, uh... And he found like... And then also... This is 50, which... I haven't heard anything from him in a while, but for a good three, four years, that, that shit was popping. Yeah. Oh, that's not on here. But, um... And I think that song, I Smell Pussy, was actually book-ended with this. I think... I think at the end of that one, that's when he said that Charlie Baltimore looked like she died last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I think that's what he also said. I mean, he called him, uh, <laughs> he called him, uh, Mr. B.C. tie crack child instead of Cadillac tie black child. <laughs> Mr. B.C. tie crack child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the book ended with fucking this. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely I definitely stand behind that. It's being on my list because that shit was funny. You said that. Charlie Baltimore, look at she died last week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. His Instagram was funny as shit. That shit, that shit was funny. It wasn't really like, oh man, that shit bad. Like you talk about it, that shit was more funny than anything. Like I ain't gonna lie, cause some of the diss records, like I'm looking at diss record I got nine. Hey, wasn't none of them like funny, like. <laughs> It shit was funny, like yo, this motherfucker goddamn fool. Like she died. Because, bro, uh, <laughs> my theory is this: to have an effective diss record, right? There's two ways you can go about it. The straight fucking go straight for the fucking dragular, go like fucking blow the belt with facts. That's one way. Or the second way, go straight comedy. 
Yeah. Like, if you have, if, but, or if you can combine both of those on the same, excuse me, on the same track, like, like, um, one of mine does is even better. But yeah, but you have to have one of those two. You have to be strong in either of those components or both to have a, like a, a transcendent, a uh, fucking timeless fucking disc record. You have to. Before we move on, I have to figure out what that was on, man. So let me go to fucking, uh. Are you talking about that album or the other one? The one I was talking about with Eminem and all that. I think those are the same one. Nah. I can tell you. Okay. I, well, well, I know it was on the G-Unit first album as a bonus track. That's that's something I do know. On oh, the one that had My Buddy, My Buddy, that one? Yeah, the one that said My Buddy, and then we uh we stunting. What's that? And then have go through. That one popping them, yeah, that things. one popping them things. Yep, it's it's on that, that one. It was hot as fuck too, bro. Yeah, I know. Let <laughs> go through all the things around on my whole crew. I teach you how to stunt. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. It's on that one because it's always at the end because it, then it plays. It goes ding 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 ding. It started playing that beat. I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, it's a bonus yeah, track. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I got you. Um. Okay, it wasn't on Guess Who's Back. Alright, I gotta find this out for myself mainly, but one second, then we'll go to the next one. But, uh, Guess Who's Back might be my favorite 50 Cent whole album, though. Oh, for real? Yeah, because that was like one of the first mixtapes that was like a free album, basically, because essentially, uh, back in the good old days, there were two types of actual mixtapes. One was, uh, like, fucking jacket for beats. You have all the hot beats then letting you flip it. Then, uh, uh how people like 50 Cent did back in the early 2000s with two, they would have their own album come out and put it all out themselves. But they also called that, like, mixtape back in the day. That's not for you, like, this for, like, the audience out there. I yeah. smell pussy 50 Cent. Let's see if that was even on an actual project. I smell pussy 50 cent. This says that, that was on Beg, uh, Beg for Mercy. Which is like the first June album. So that would mean that that wasn't ever on anything officially, but then because it was so fucking hot, they uh, put it on there. Because according to um Google, and Google is a very reliable source. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, who is your second one? My second one... My second one is... Uh... I'm not gonna bring over Takeover just yet. Okay. I'm gonna... You know what? I'm gonna hit it with the Nas Ether. Okay, Dropping yeah. bombs. Dropping bombs on the most disrespectful... First, up until that point, ever, yeah, it up was, until that point, <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. Like, man, like, I, I got to swear, hey, that's this one reason why I started listening to Nas. I ain't gonna lie, mm-hmm. because I ain't really listening to Nas like that. It, this album was real. It, it was high. It was on fire. Cause it's the one with one mic. Uh, what was it one mic? 
rewind when he yeah. rapping backwards, telling the story backwards. That was pretty dope. Very clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ethan, when he was talking to Jay Z, this is when it just started off. Fuck Jay Z. I'm like, damn. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck Jay Z. You been on my dick. You love my style, nigga. That shit go hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from him talking about Foxy, talking about oh, is it Foxy got you hot because you licking her puss? What you think you getting, girl? Not because of your looks, looks. Negro piece. Yeah, that shit funny. <laughs> you tie boho. <laughs> he said Queens niggas run you niggas ass Russell Simmons I was like damn <laughs> <laughs> oh man like he went in yeah. Yeah, everybody still talk about that shit everybody still talk about that shit like a classic classic this record cause of the fact that how hard he went in on Jay and Jay you know cause Jay up there type deal granted they friends nah after they pushed yep. everything aside and got old as hell Yep, but <laughs> but overall, I bet you Jay probably thinking his head like, yo, that 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 record was hot. I ain't gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because at that point, now it can be argued that that is why we have the Jay Z that we have today, and because it, up until that point, Jay Z wasn't really that lyrical. He was decent, but like he kind of took like the easy way out. But like now, like. As we were saying earlier, like with, with bars he has now, like they're very thought out and complex. I I, I would argue that this diss track kind of um, not threatened Jay Z. Well, it did, but it kind of uh, forced him to kind of step his game up and to elevate more. Although it took a while for that to happen, because I think after that he came back with a uh, super ugly, which was just very it was low blows again, but wasn't that fucking lyrical? Because this wasn't that lyrical, yeah. That that might to my in my opinion to this day be the most lyrical diss uh, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it really was. That, that man, I'm trying to think of some lyrics that dude was saying on it. I mean, man, because it was just so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, every line. Oh, on go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was saying like every line on there. Yeah, every every yeah, every line on there was just like the straight cut, like the straight cutthroat. When the, then he started naming here, go uh, he says, "Who's who's the best? Pognaz and Big ain't no best. East, West, Northwest, Floss, South, Greedy. I embrace y'all with napalm. Blows up, no guts left, chest, face gone." Mm-hmm. How, he said, "How can knives be garbage? Semi-autos at your cartilage, burners at the side of your dome come from my throne." Man, that shit. I just like when he just says, <laughs> when, "When he just says, you got Gazy and Cockafella mm-hmm. records on the beat." <laughs> we rock hoes, y'all rock fellas. Yeah, for real. He says, then he, this the one was dropping like notch. He said, when KRS already made an album called Blueprint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, because I was going to bring up that bar as well, because I think that that's the weakest part of the song because it sounded out of place. It, it was a good factoid for us because I could give two fucks about fucking KRS one. But it was a good factoid, and I feel like it was so important to him he had to put it in there, but it was out of place and it kind of fucked the whole fucking rhythm of the song. That's the only, in my opinion, slight 
misstep of the song. Alright, now, hold on, this, now this, this the verse that, this, that's the killer. He was like, right. y'all niggas, y'all niggas deal with emotions like bitches. What's sad, <clears throat> what's sad is I love you because you're my brother. You, you traded your soul for riches. My child, I've watched growing up to be famous. Then he goes, and now I smile like a proud dad watching his only son that made it. You seem to be only concerned with this and women. Were you abused as a child? You scared to smile. They called you ugly. <laughs> well, his life is harsh. Hug me. Don't reject me. I was like, damn. <laughs> God damn. This shit was crazy. He, he turned man. to a fucking. He turned to a fucking <clears throat> psychologist on this motherfucker, bro. He broke him down. Hell yeah. He broke his shit down. <laughs> He's talking about some no bars, no bars, jigger, no pies, no chase, just Hawaiian shirts. Hanging with Lil Chase, you a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stand. I still whip your ass. You 36 in a karate class, you tired about oh, holding. Oh. <laughs> he was, oh, man, that shit crazy, man. Yeah, man. Rockefeller died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. Oh, my goodness. This shit crazy. Crazy. Now... Uh, so th- that that entry also backs up my theory because he went with straight fucking regular lyrics and like he it, it, it had a, a few funny bars in there, but he it, he took the opposite method that Fifty took on mine. He went for straight yeah. fucking facts and went like, <clears throat> went for went fucking low blows on them. Hell yeah, down psychologically. <laughs> Would you call it ugly too much as a child? Cause, Cause you know Jay Z was. All the damn time. Yeah, shit was crazy, man. That's. I'm gonna have to, you know what? I'm gonna put all these disrespects that we're going through on a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. What's your next one? You got up. Uh, let's see. Um. Next, I'll. I'll do one that's uh, also lyrical and funny. So like, this kind of bridges like like the two schools. And then this one is fairly recent. I don't say I think that the rest of mine are all gonna be fairly recent. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, by the game. And this is when game went at uh, Meek Mill. I think this was last year, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So like. He took a beat made popular because he by uh Young and May and then like uh it, it was straight facts and he also filmed it in Philly on fucking Meek Mill's hometown. <laughs> uh and I think Game is one of the best people to fucking beef because like he, he goes at you on every possible level. He's probably the first person. Uh, yeah, he's the first person that I could think of who who took the beast outside of just music, cause he cause he had a whole fucking documentary about Fifty back in the day, about about the G U not Oliver talking about a uh, fucking young buck with the guy that Shane took. He had, a, had like a two hour <laughs> documentary about that. Then like on his Meek Mill beef, like he went all the fucking Instagram about it. He had like pictures of pictures of a uh, fuck Meek Mill as fucking Mickey Mouse called him. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, I mean Mickey Mouse and shit, but fucking ooh was a good song. He had straight facts in there. He made a video on it in like a 24 hours. <laughs> he fucking uh 
when that <laughs> viciously had straight facts on I can't think of how many bars on top of my head, but like his flow was hot on there, the bars were hot on there at the time, then at the end of it, he brought fucking Meek Mill, uh, boy, uh, 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 I said, what's his name? O'Malley into it, cause like, O'Malley, uh, had like a freestyle of funk flex that was horrendous, and fucking gang wanted to fucking destroy Meek Mill and Dream Chasers and call them dictators in every way, on every possible way. Like, so like, at the, at the end of the track, it cut to fucking, O'Malley's fucking diss track on uh, Funk Flesh and he was like, go ahead, phones, mm, 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 but you get the money, uh, boy, you lame. <laughs> One of the worst fucking freestyles in the history of freestyle. Go ahead, go, go, chain, boy, you lame. <laughs> I don't rock mollies, I rock bodies. I, uh, let's have a potty. Yeah, that was lame. But with the fact that Gale was had, had had the forethought to have a, a tremendously amazing diss song about Meek Mill, then transition and kill his boy Amelia at the same time was amazing because it had the comedy in it, then the straight bars. No, I forgot all about that Did one. You? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that shit was hot though. That shit was hot as fuck, and. Cause that all started because um that's cause Meek was beefing with Drake and as you know about Game, Game will jump in everybody beef for no reason because Game just petty like and then Game sometimes he can jump the beef and, and help both parties out. So and I can't remember how Game got in it, but Game got in it and destroyed Meek Mill for Drake. Drake has some hot tracks against Meek too, but people people now. As you did, forget the game had, in my opinion, like 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 the best song against um, Meek at that time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. On that one, I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, is it coming back to you now, though? Yeah, it's coming back to me. <laughs> It took, it took me, it took me a little minute, but it, it's come back to me because I remember that was the game went off. The game went off. That dude looked like almost like I had like a press conference about me, Mill. Just because <laughs> he used every platform available, bro. Yeah, he did. It's almost like the dude was like running for mayor and shit. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> he had a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Radio interviews, uh, Instagram, Instagram videos, Instagram fucking memes. He had memes and everything, bro. I wish that's why one thing I wish about the game. I wish the game was still hot like that. It was still on. Like he just put out one, two albums, then had a little diss track, whatever. Then after that, it's just like he just fell off the plane. But we're back. <laughs> um, do you have any more thoughts on ooh? Nah, nah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your next entry then? Uh, since we want, I'm gonna stay on the Meek Mill category. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you back to back by Drake. Yeah. Yep. 
I know that was that was one. I think you probably was surprised though. <laughs> yeah. The, the the reason why I went with him is because of the fact that, like, it, didn't nobody expect that from Drake. Didn't nobody no. expect him to come at me meal. The first one was it level up, charge up. That charge one was up. garbage. That yeah, one was garbage. it was. I agree. Yeah, but then when he came back with back to back. That's when Mimi was like, oh, man, I got to say something now. Because he was getting bodied by a singing nigga. For real. <laughs> he put an eight mile. He took his only line. That, yeah, that for real. Had, besides fucking ghostwriting. And he said himself, he eight miled him. Well, yeah, back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Whoa. Yeah, that shit went hard, man. Then we talking about some... I think I'm you gonna make me buy bottoms for Charlemagne, which he did for real. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He said fucking Twitter fingers. He said, what was it? Trigger fingers turned to Twitter fingers. Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting bodied by a singing nigga. That shit is crazy. <laughs> then he was talking about how uh, Nicki Minaj running them and shit. Shout out to all my bitch wife and niggas. Hell yeah, that shit was. That shit was it, for him. It was good. It was like right on time, like yep. right on point. So that's why I was like, you know what? I gotta give this man some props, give him a round of applause because people still be talking about. People talk about it, the album. I mean, the song because of the fact that I guess they look at it like when something goes down, it's like, oh man, you about to have me go back to back. And exactly. back to back. That was, I think that was the whole catchphrase for it and shit. So, Absolutely. even though the cover, I forgot who he had on the cover, but it's literally somebody that basically hit back to back home runs. I forgot who it was, but then they yeah. ended up taking it off because of the fact that copyright infringement problem. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they ended up just putting like a little audience on it, like the audience of the crowd. You're you right. Know? Yes. Yep. Yep. You're right. Yep. 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 So um, the cover, yeah, I'll go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say that uh, what what's so dope about that is uh, and if this topic may come up again, uh, Jake's has said that he makes it a, a priority that if he has a diss record towards someone, he makes sure that yeah. it's gonna play in the club. It's, it's gonna be a hit single that happens to be like a diss track, which is which is strategically amazing because every time you you in the club, you trying to work out, you driving in the car, that shit gonna come on. It's gonna irritate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. And I did hear this in the club. <laughs> I never, I never really thought about that. Uh, what else? Uh, he, it was just coming from him, man. From him singing, rapping. Then he was more, he more of a hip hop artist. To me, he more of a rapper, more of a rapper now than a singer in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. But he could, yeah, but he could sing, which is a plus. But then when he actually need to actually write a diss record and somebody calling him out, he can actually come back at him. So you had to give him props on that that he can come back at folks. So because uh, at first I was like, yeah, I was like, this is about to be end of Drake career right here. I ain't even gonna lie, I literally thought Drake, I thought Mimi was gonna get him, and then. He wasn't going to be able to say shit. That was good. Then he came up with that charge up shit. And I was like, yeah, just like I thought. But then when he came <laughs> back to back, yeah. 
Then everybody was like, oh, shit. And then Meek Mill went back to the studio. He wrote some bullshit, and it didn't even, it wasn't even good. I can't even remember what the fuck it was. I just remember doing a once-over, and I was like, yeah, this shit's trash. Yeah, man. I was going to ask you what song, like, that he he even put out for uh, Drake or, or 50, because I, I can't remember. I, that's how trash it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's how trash it was. That's why I was like, you can't even fucking even think of that shit. That's why I was like, that shit, man. Yeah, me, me, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost, I almost kind of hate to bring this up with me, Bill, because I just said he was decent in his damn new album. Like, you know, maybe he got rehabilitated while he was in jail or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, okay. Knowing what we know now about uh, Meek's uh, drug use, is it safe to say that that uh, this, well, that was uh, Meek's Gucci Mane moment? Because, like, Right, right when Gucci Man was going crazy and shit, like he had like his fucking Twitter rant where he was talking about everybody bringing names, talking about Nicki Minaj and shit. And then it, we now know that that's because he was uh, on drugs. So Meek was saying that he was popping a lot of pills at that time. So it, it came out of nowhere that he uh, had these uh, claims that Drake had ghostwriters. I think that that may have been his Gucci Man moment, but Drake wasn't taking yeah. it. <clears throat> Drake wasn't having none of that shit at all. Yeah, but uh, that's definitely a good one, man. That's definitely a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's pretty much all I got with that. Yeah, uh, any more? Uh, you got any more comments for that one? Nah, man. Uh, you pretty much hit that shit right on the motherfucking head, man. Um, <clears throat> so I would say for my next one, we will go with. Let's see here. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so you just spoke about the time that Drake won a, a battle, flawless victory. Now we're going to talk about one of the sloppiest wins ever, I would say, because we're going to bring up the story of Adidine by Pusher T versus Drake. And, in my opinion, is one of the most scathing indictments of Drake that we've ever heard, and it also had all facts in it. Probably the most factual fucking this song I've ever heard because everything you said on it was straight facts. And then, um, yeah, it's the only thing that could have potentially tarnished Drake's uh, a legacy and, and and like his role his role as a good guy. But like Amaya said on the show, the only thing about it is that Drake is like. Donald Trump in the fact that he's a Teflon Don. Nothing that Donald Trump says or Drake says or does will ever make them lose. Because uh, all, all, all the shit that a uh, fucking pusher said about Drake, this ladies man, this guy always about he's always being hurt by the ladies and him be, basically being a deadbeat dad, hiding the son, having a secret <laughs> baby, um, having a baby for porn star. That's all shit that should have killed Drake, but it didn't. Like, Drake is probably he's probably bigger than ever and then um while Pusha T had a hot little moment for like that week now Pusha T is back in obscurity like he was beforehand the crazy part is in beefs in 2018 I, I don't think that any party is going to be hurt long term like say in the 50 Ja Rule days because uh they had their beef 
Pusha T did, he didn't elevate, but like he also didn't go down. Oh, he may have had a little bit of elevation, but like he's still in the same lane now. But Drake is still good. I don't want to cares. Um, he went. He took it too far because like he but well he took it further than most took it because like he. He spoke badly about Drake's mama on, on some very serious shit. Like he, he basically said that Drake's mama is unhappy and, and she and, 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 and that she'll never be happy. The people will never love her. He talked about his daddy's style. He talked about his uh Drake's best friend. Tick tick tick. How much time he got? That man is sick sick sick. And man, yeah, that's actual debilitating life life uh, life threatening injury. I mean, ailment and and pussy didn't give a fuck. And it was all facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all facts. <clears throat> so, uh, what were your thoughts of uh, the story of, of Addy? Oh, and he also cock-blocked Drake's Adidas deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did all that. Uh, talked about the mom, talked about the dad, just like Steve Harvey. The thing I liked about it was that he reflected it on him because Drake was trying to say that, oh, uh, Kanye told you this, that, and the third, and he was like, mm, this, that, and the third, and trying to say Kanye, blah, 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 your man, he was just trying to get that Kanye and him. Then he turned around and was like, nah, Kanye ain't got nothing to do with this shit. I want the curses. I want this. I want all that. I want everything to reflect on me because Kanye West ain't got a damn thing to do with the fuck we talk, talking about. That's what I liked. And I was just like, damn. And, you know, later on they talked about it like, oh, Drake said, oh, Kanye told him. But then what's his name? He flipped it and said it on a podcast with yep. uh with Joe Button, yep. and it was like, nah, he was like, and I actually, you know, I actually believe that shit, though, I ain't gonna lie, because females, yeah, yeah, it ain't hard, like, for real, like, you probably been, you sleeping with some woman, and she probably, he been there, like, you know, Drake got a kid, you know, blah, 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 yeah, and fucking told him, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to believe that, but I, I promise you, that's exactly what happened, but he just don't believe, because he probably told, yeah, which he probably did. I showed a picture of my son. He just said, okay, okay, Drake, you have to tell me when you're coming out to know when all your singles are dropping. And then literally, I know he dropped his own album. He gave me a song and he put out speaking nonsense on that whack ass, <laughs> soft ass fucking interview today with uh, a fucking LeBron. With LeBron James and shit. I know. That shit was soft as hell. I was like, yo, why the fuck? He look bad in that shit. <laughs> But yeah, though, man, I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that Kanye looked bad and fucking petty and jealous, but Drake looked as bad because he's so damn soft. He's like, then I thought, uh, LeBron, yeah, for have I let you down? Like, are you gay, bro? Not that there's anything wrong with that. But like, why, why would you worry about, why would you worry about you let LeBron James <laughs> down in a rap beef? <laughs> that doesn't yeah, make for any real. fucking sense. But uh, uh but yeah, go ahead. But overall though, that, that that shit overall that shit was fire. 
That shit was fire. It, it will go down. I ain't gonna say it's gonna down as a classic, but it will go down as an a very. I, I think like an overall this record that it will be mentioned in this records because Drake they gonna think like somebody actually went for Drake Jugular besides Meek Mill, but I think somebody else went for Drake too besides them. I think it wasn't it wasn't it Common? I think Common did at one point. Yeah, but it, it was weak because uh, Common's only hotline was like he called him Canada Dry. <laughs> Which yeah. is funny. But otherwise, it, it, it's kind of trash to me, man. Um, yeah. I, now, for the rap peers, which Drake doesn't care about, uh, I would say this is probably still one of the, of the hottest fucking diss records of all time because of how, how fucking vicious it was. How he went right for that fucking juggler. He gave no fucks, man. Uh, he just went so fucking hard on him. But, uh, like I said, it, with beef these days, which I guess is kind of good about it, because n- nobody wants these people to stop eating because of this shit. And, like, the beef wasn't really that fucking serious. It wasn't about, like, like no street shit. So, uh, but neither party was harmed long-term from it. Which I think is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say though, I just wish that mm-hmm. what's name would have gave him a more push towards his album more. Yeah, or maybe he should have put that on the album. Fuck it, I think hell I would have because he probably would have gave him a little bit more album sales because his album really ain't selling shit. But uh, I think I think that he's so like the equal footing like for, for his core though like. Which is nah, very strong, but very small core. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, for his core, he, 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 he's so decent, but I'm trying, I'm hoping that I thought he was literally going to hit platinum. Cause, I mean, granted, that album, that album was hot, but then when he came with that, I thought it was going to sell more, and that's when Drake was saying, oh, he's trying to do this just so he could sell. But obviously, if that was the case, he would have sold, so that shit wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, I mean, because these days, people buy into you more than they do, like, your music. And the same thing is evident with uh, MGK and uh, Eminem. Um, that disc record isn't on my list, although it could have been, honestly. But that was one one of the best, the the MGK one towards Eminem. But then, like you said, like, he put all his EP and it fucking flopped. Because people ha- haven't bought into, into him as, as an artist yet. Because in, in this era, people have to buy into you. So, um, now that single could have helped his album out, I mean, in Buster T a little bit. But I think the fact that people haven't really bought into him on a mainstream level yet, it still wouldn't have done that great. Because, uh, like, say, for example, your girl Cardi B. Uh, people bought into her personality more than they have her actual music. Which is mm-hmm. partially why I think Nikki's so upset about the whole thing. But yeah, but people people just haven't bought into um, fucking Pusher T's out to, to him to like his persona because like Pusher T doesn't have like that star quality. Unfortunately, he doesn't have like like that it fa- that that it factor. Yeah, I know. So like that. Yeah, that's all good though. Yeah. 
All right. Um, who is your next entry? My next one, I'm gonna go towards uh, we said earlier, Jay Z to take over. Yeah. Uh, this was a classic. Yeah. <laughs> this was a classic. It was on a it was on the Blueprint album. Track number two, uh, I believe. This is the one that. Yep. And back in those days, the... track number two was always like the fucking disc record, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much because the Ether was track number two too. Yep. And yeah, it's yeah from him going towards. Uh, basically, when he was just saying Rockefeller run this rap shit, and then said, uh, you know, oh, freeway run this rap shit. Yeah, yeah. That shit was hot. It, that shit, that shit was hot. But then when he got to the nitty gritty, that's when he just started going in on Nas, calling him, you know, Lame. yeah. We <laughs> said went from nasty Nas to Esco's trash <laughs> as far as. <laughs> Had a spark when you started, but now you're just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he said it fell from top 10 to not mention at all. <laughs> to your bodyguards, Uchi Wally verse better than yours. God damn, that shit is crazy. I was like, hell not. One good album every 15 year average, and that's so lame. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he said. Nigga, switch up your flow. You, you said your shit is garbage. You're trying to kick knowledge? That shit bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, when, he, when he went in on him, I was just like, damn. I, I don't think he thought that he was actually going to come back. Because Nas, that wasn't his style to actually come back. Right, right. But then the thing is, though, they know so much shit about each other because mm-hmm. they run in the same circles. Granted, he from Brooklyn, he from Queens. But they still run in the same circles as far as... Uh, music. Rap music that hell they ran. Of course they gonna run, run to each other. Of course somebody was like, yo, you know Nas is Danny Other. You like, man, fuck this dude. Blah blah blah. But man, you, you gotta. Man, I just all I know is the reply afterwards was which was uh, Ether. We pretty much destroyed Jay Z because it went straight for the jugular. Yep. Jay Z didn't go straight for a jugular on it. It was just kind of like lighthearted. And then he wanted to come back, and it was just like bad. Like he was just just, just being just disrespectful, emotional yeah, and shit. He was emotional with it, yeah. You know, talking about some. I left my babies in the car seat, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is crazy, man. Yeah. But nah, though. No, I just yeah. I just think. And this, yeah, and it was back then when everybody was like, oh, because you know you could ride to this way for a hot minute. Because that might have been the first this track of our era, which is like fucking ninety six to fucking two thousand six, we'll say. Yeah. Because uh, and then I, I for for a minute I was like, who the fuck is Nas again? The dude had a show that say what's your price. Just to back it up, <laughs> you can hold my eyes. I was like, Nas? Why are you talking about Nas? Yeah. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> me. Pay me back when you pay your rent. Pay me back like it's money I lent. Pay me, pay me back when you shake it like that. That shit. <laughs> but, hey, bro, like that's, <laughs> to this day, that's probably my favorite Nas song at, 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 
and that's saw the Nas fucking hates the most probably because that, that's him fucking takes that hit so bad. Nas is genuine. Hell pay, me yeah. back, pay me back my 40 acres of blacks. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny song. Like, <laughs> just to back it up, you can hold my eyes. Oh, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Shackles on my feet, you owe me. Yeah, that, that had to be his worst <laughs> album, song, I mean, record, because out of all the records he put out, man, like, one of my favorites is Hate Me Now with, with, with uh, Puffy. Puff. You can hate me now, because that shit's so catchy. You play that shit at the club, motherfuckers, we probably start fighting that bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, Nas, Nas to me was always too fucking laid back, man. Like, uh, he was always lacking that charisma factor to me because uh yeah he, he he had that joint i ain't like it that much now my cousin who's who, who's fucking air was like 91 to fucking 2000 i mean like 91 to we say like 97 he loved all that boom back nice shit because like he used to play nines all the time i was like i don't get it and then nines had that uh song with uh, lauren hill that like if i rule the world da, 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 baby that was pretty good, but yeah. yeah. But other than that, like Nas was a person I've heard of in the background, but like to, to me, he like he, he, to me, that beef made Nas, and I, I think that that beef was also that that's a beef that elevated both careers. Cause uh, I don't think that Nas would have made Stillmatic without that motivation, and I, I don't think Nas would have songs like fuck. I, well, I, I don't think the people would have listened to a song like like fucking One Mike if not for Ether. Yeah, I believe that. Cause I know that I like one mic is like like me in like two thousand one. I don't give a fuck about no goddamn one mic. <laughs> <laughs> but because like you got our ear with Ether, I was more open to listen to it. Yeah. Nah, I feel you on that one. Take over Yeah, yeah, man, but take over like was some fucking hot ass shit. That shit was hot as fuck, man. Hell yeah. Nah, What's your next one up? Um, okay. Uh, I think I got two more, right? Because, like, you probably got one more, right? Yeah. All right, so that means I got two more because you just went. Um, my next one is around that same era. It's off my boy, my boy at the time. Young Buck's de- debut album, Stomp, and it, which was... I, <laughs> I was just uh, thinking about that. Ludacris and T.I. going at each other on the same song, kind of like fucking LL and Cannabis back in the day. And it, yeah. it, was, it was a hot track anyway. Stomp, where the boss let me in, I will stomp him out. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, to me at that time, Young Buck was my favorite member of G-Unit and, and in high school, probably one of my favorite rapper because he was so fucking aggressive. And that, and that first album he put out was, in my opinion, a classic. Yes, yeah. has so many joints on. They had that bang bang. I shot you down. You hit the ground. Bang bang. Bang bang. <laughs> they had that. Uh, uh, yeah. They had that. Uh, at first it was one set of footprints in the sand. Then it was two sets of footprints in the sand. When time got hard and shit hit the fan, God don't walk with me. He carried me, man. Then he had some. <laughs> yeah. 
And then yeah, sure you gonna ride for me. You say you want a thug, yeah. don't be scared now. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but like we'll get back to this song in one minute. But uh, I kept saying he was that time because uh, young buck, young buck has let me down. Like J Cole let Nas down. Did you hear about this fucking new shit with Buck? I heard the one song because they kept playing it on radio. I actually kind of like it, but it's I like it, but it's it ain't it's not his shit. Like it ain't like the young bug like you think gonna go hard in the paint. This one almost like a little like slow move. You just chilling, kind of like relaxing. You take a little sip, you know, sip on the porch. You just chilling type deal. I forgot the name of that song. Yeah. Ain't no way it's high, yo. Ain't no way I'm going to lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it, but it's, you know what I'm saying? It ain't his, you know, fast paced shit. Now, I don't know if he dropped another uh, record after that. I haven't paid attention. I just heard, uh, I think he was on a Breakfast Club. He was either on a Breakfast Club or on Sway in the Morning. He was talking about how he met up with Dr. Dre and. Dr. Drake gonna spend a record for him, 50 guys back, and you know what I'm saying, trying to make some shit pop for him and shit. Lies. Cause he's trying to, yeah, so I don't know how that shit rolling. I was like, well, whatever. But man, I can't fuck with Buck anymore cause uh, Buck is not living his truth, man. Buck is like Bobby Valentino, bro, cause uh, there, there had been rumors that Buck was kind of into um, like the transgenders. Was like I said, if that's your thing, uh, I, I being PC, I, who am I to judge? But uh, like Pimp C said back in the day, don't act like you're going to be like a real G, but then like behind closed doors, they got the boys blowing your back out. That's just how I feel about it. You're going to be gay. You're going to be a member of the homosexual community. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, which is real shit, man. Like, just, yeah, huh. just be who you are. But uh, yeah. So, hey, bro. <laughs> yo, Pimpsey, yo, I, I, If you don't call us like that, Pimpsey, yeah, <laughs> that dude, man. <laughs> Pimpsey is my spirit animal, bro. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but. There have been rumors by 50 Cent and other people that that Young Buck is attracted to like the transgenders, but he kept saying it wasn't true. But now there's an audio tape out that a transgender recorded of Young Buck, and he was not talking like he was being extorted for real. He was like, "Hey, I'm saying, baby, could you please not like tell the whole world what we what uh we do behind closed doors? Like that's only our business." He, he wasn't like, "Come on, you little transgender p- person, I'm gonna fuck you because you're a liar." You talking? You talking? You talking to this uh person with, with, with a sense of, of of connection? So like they were reasoning with each other. So that pretty much confirmed that the rumors are true. That and, and then this this lady slash I I don't know what the proper term is. So I, uh, this person, you could tell that they were not. Uh, a full-on boring with women organs, and then um, this woman, I'll call her, is extorting Buck. So not only is Buck uh, having intercourse with this transgender, 
but uh, it's also one that can't be trusted putting his business all out in the street. So yeah, it, it, it's very sad that uh, fucking Young Buck can't, can't be who, who he really is. But yeah, but no one's going to buy him having a hardcore music if he's, uh, if he's really doing that on the side. But um, getting back to Stomp, Stunt was one of the first times that I remember in our era where two people were beefing on the same song. <laughs> and uh, they both had hot lines. <laughs> also, it, it was kind of petty of, of fucking Young Buck and um, fucking G-Unit to uh, let, I think, T.I. went first and then fucking Luda went next. So it was petty of fucking Young Buck to let fucking Ludacris hear the song and then put his part on it after the fact. <laughs> but, but but it was good as hell because like that's probably my opinion. The last time that fucking Luda sounded good because cause that motherfucker fell off so goddamn hard. Hell yeah. Do uh you recall Stomp? Nah, I, I recall it because uh. Number one, when I first heard it, when you say status off the TIP of my dick, I'm thinking like, why the fuck did this dude, do I, T.I. even on this record? Right. So I was like, is he referring to T.I.? Like, T.I., like, yo, he literally went on in on you on the fucking record. And, you know, he heard your for yours and just, just went ham. And granted, there's, it was a short-lived disc. I mean, short-lived Beef. Yeah, uh, beef, pretty much, because they both from Atlanta, and they I know they got the same fucking circles, so everybody was just like, yeah, y'all gonna squash this shit. They, they ain't no squashing it later, though, about a couple months down the line or whatever, but that shit was funny. But it was just yeah. the fact that T.I. really didn't, they, they said that T.I. didn't, he didn't have no, like, really no advantage. Like, no, not no advantage, but he didn't have no, uh, it wasn't fair because T.I. went in on him and then it was kind of like, oh, they sent the record to to Luda and then Luda heard it. It was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say this on there. I'm like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then when it came out, like the whole broadcast, fuck it. Everybody was like, oh, shit. This motherfucker going in on T.I. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, T.I. has some shots toward from Luda, too. Which is kind of dirty for like him do like on a posse type cut, but I think it was dirtier of a uh, Buck to pick sides like that and put them on the same song and give Luda the advantage of hearing what Ti had to say. And I'm surprised that fucking Ti being a real G that he is, that like he ain't fucking stuff to fucking Buck about it. Yeah, because like that's the crazy part about the whole thing. The fucking Ti took that L in my opinion, but like he took it pretty easily like he didn't fight the L cause yeah cause uh <laughs> like you said I don't recall T.I. coming back yeah me neither he didn't cause like when he went and flipped they were back and forth a lot like at least like I think like fucking they both had entire mixtapes speaking with the other person yeah but yeah but but on Stomp, yeah. And then, like, that fucking closing line of stay off the T.I.P. in my dick. Just fucking kill me. <laughs> Stomp. 
Yeah, man, but that shit was hot. Uh, all right, um, what is your next track? Uh, your last but yeah, last but not least, uh, this is more of a record. Okay. Uh, not record. Uh, it's more of a uh, a producer this, and it literally was uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre say what you say when it was this and Jermaine Dupree. And Jermaine Dupree was talking about Dr. Dre. And then he talked about Eminem, you know, being a white rapper. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree was being petty. He said some shit in that fucking interview. And then fucking, I think he also said, he said something towards Timberland too. He, it was almost like, oh, ain't nobody on my level, blah, 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 blah. Thinking like he putting it, I thought that motherfucker was either drunk or smoking weed or some shit. But, man, Jack. Eminem, well, I'm gonna say Eminem went in on him because I ain't gonna say Dr. Dre did because Eminem probably wrote the shit for him. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, uh, for what, you no, know, I don't even want to get into I, I'll try to get into it a little bit because, you know, you gotta decipher Eminem shit. Yeah. He, let me see, let me see, let me see. <clears throat> He says, okay, he said, what about Jermaine? Fuck Jermaine. He don't belong speaking mine or Timberland's name. That's Dr. Dre. He said, and I don't think, I don't read your little interviews and see what you're saying. I'm a giant. I ain't going to move till I'm provoked. And when I see you, I'm going to step on you not even, and you not even know it. You midget. You mini me with a bunch of little mini yous running around your backyard, swimming pools. Over 80 million records sold, and I and I ain't have to do it with 10 or 11 year olds. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 shit that shit was clever, and then and that was Dr. Dre part because you know that shit was going back and forth, back and forth, and then yeah. second verse it gets worse, and then how uh, he goes and amateurs. Drinking, amateur drink veteran piss from a Dixie cup. You know how Eminem shit goes. Yeah. <laughs> he said, if you ever mix me up or confuse me with a cannabis or a Dre with a Dupree, we'll rub it in every club you're in or have you blackballed and make sure you never fucking rap for fucking again. Uh, what was it? <laughs> Trying to hit the, the, the pinpoints because right, right, right. Eminem be, he be, It'd be good and clever, but then he tried to make you decipher a lot of shit. Yep. Uh, stop online, tongue, obstacles. He said, nobody, no Trey. Uh, I know at the end, at the end of it, that's when Tim Lynn said, "Tell him I said suck my dick." I do remember that. Bro, here, 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 it was crazy. I. When you first said that song, I was like, I don't remember this fucking shit at all. But then when you told me those buyers, it came back to me. So what was this on? Uh, what project? Eminem show. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because it yeah, goes, you say what you say. I remember that shit now. Yeah, man. Because for a second, man, I was like, I. I don't remember this shit at all. Yeah, but that was a good one, man, because fucking... 
Dre slash M said the best was said eighty million records sold, and I had to do with ten or eleven year olds because that because that's fucking well besides besides Usher who started when he was like ten or eleven and fucking <laughs> uh, Mariah Carey the bulk of his hits were made by fucking uh, crisscross and fucking Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it, again, it was straight facts and, and fucking um, facts. Jermaine Dupri, I kind of get. He doesn't get like the, the accolades that, pe- that he should deserve, but the fact is, he's corny. Exactly. He's always been corny. So if you're that fucking corny, like people aren't giving you props because you're just corny. He's talented, but but ultimately, he's a cornball. Corn, cornball is a fuck. <laughs> and the only thing is, I I gotta give I give it to him some of the groups and shit he made. Cause to be honest with you, he should be on that level where he can make millions and he should be like just chilling. But this motherfucker, to my from what I was hearing and seeing, he actually struggling shit. Yeah, motherfucker uh, out here with, with escape trying to do a so so death fucking reunion. Got escape and trying to get bow wow shit back. I was like, are you serious, motherfucker? You're like, dude, you should be having so much money. You should be trying to invest in, like, real estate or this or that or something. Like, your money should be making money for you right now. Sound like you fucking struggling and shit, trying to get groups back together and shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what Puff did, but but there was, like, a, a, like a need for that. Uh, I hate to say it, but Escape is, like, I mean, they had their hits, but no one was clamoring for the so-so death reunion this is yeah no one yeah yeah you're right about that like the like the bad boy that was everybody was waiting on that hell i actually wanted to go see that shit my damn self mm-hmm. and fucking it was cool that 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 puffy was able to do that uh i think a lot of people should matter of fact a lot of uh record companies back in the day should do it but i know they ain't gonna be able to like a cash money reunion, you ain't gonna never gonna see that never. shit. <laughs> oh fucking you you might be able you might be able to see a rough rise reunion. You might. But it seemed like everybody doing their own fucking thing. It really didn't nobody just really didn't clash like that, but it just everybody doing their own thing and then you got fucking DMX in jail. Yeah, like he can't say out of jail yeah. for life of Yeah, I mean, it's possible without uh, DMX, cause uh, he probably can get in the shirt, honestly, cause he, he he's too fucking troubled, man. I hate to say it, uh, he could have been like the hottest rapper of all time, but he got in his own way because uh, the theory is that, like he said on his albums, he sold his soul to the devil, man. But uh, like that that price was too high, it, it fucked up his sanity, fucked up his whole life. He got famous as fuck, but look at him now. Mm-hmm. Um, now. I will say this. Uh, I didn't know that I that I wanted like the, like a total comeback, but yeah, but like when total uh total low key was a was a R and B group that people forgot about, but like that was hot, man. Yeah, yeah, but, I need that. yeah, yeah. But Escape and Crisscross and fucking whoever the fuck else fucking uh. Jermaine Dupree had nobody cares. Like Bow Wow, nobody cares. Bow Wow will never mark my words. Bow Wow will never have another hit again. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. Bow Wow crazy anyway. That motherfucker need to be locked up from there, man. 
because Bow Wow doesn't know how to adjust not being like that guy anymore. So that, that's his problem. He got too famous too early, and he and he can't readjust to being like a yeah, uh, like normal person. Because if he sucked to acting, he'll probably do decent. Because like he was good in a fucking lottery ticket. Yeah. He was decent at least. Yeah. You decent. <laughs> not mad yeah, decent, also- but decent. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your next one? You got up. All right. So uh, so so, so this is my wild card. Okay. Um, because on the surface, uh, this wasn't really a diss beef track, but because of the interview that this person did, um, it it kind of ha- had my antennas coming up, and, and then with. Then from what the other person said and confirmed it, it all just kind of synced in. And this is quite possibly the song of December 2018. And the part goes, Hey, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? So you can never, never leave from beside me. Okay, I okay. You, and I, I got you, I got you now. Because it was so strategic. I had no idea that was this song until fucking until fuck Drake said on that gay ass, on that uh, soft ass interview he, he had when he said, after kind of hurt my feelings like that, I went back to the studio. Then that's how I got songs like uh, Mob Ties. And songs like In My Feeling. Like, In My Feeling? How did he get In My Feeling after that beef? And then. Kanye confirmed it when he said, yo, Drake, I don't like how you got a song talking about, hey, Kiki, man, because cause that's what they call Kim Kardashian and the family. <laughs> so then, Yeah, I know that. That was that crazy. That shit was so fucking strategic. He, he, he made a diss song until Kanye came out and said it, until a fucking Drake said it on an interview. Nobody would know about besides Fit, besides Drake and Kanye and Kanye family. Nobody would have known. And that would have drove Kanye insane. Yeah, I know. And I don't even know if he wouldn't have said nothing, then he wouldn't have, he would have left it alone. It would have been better if, if if he would have never said anything about it, because only they would have known. And Kanye is so sensitive and petty. He could little North saying, "Hey, Kiki," <laughs> his daughter singing it. Yeah, what he got? Yeah, what he got? No, realizes his his wife a hoe. Yeah, let's, let's put it out there. She a hoe. Yeah. And what I've when I had read something that he get mad that she be showing her goddamn body always on Instagram shit. Yeah, exactly. That should tell you right now. You need to leave this bitch alone. Because I mean, the only reason why he with the girl is because she, she fine, she look good, but the thing is, she go digging, she petty, and she's very calculated as hell. Her whole goddamn family calculated as hell. They know what the fuck they doing. So that's why I was just like, you might as well just leave them alone. Like, she turned around and said the whole Ray J, oh, yeah, yeah, I was on drugs. I was on SCC, I was on this. But Ray J was like, no. Nah. Uh, even though he had to, but you know, he gonna be petty. He was like, she wasn't on shit. That bitch probably drank a little bit, but that was it. Oh, that was her. So I was like, shit crazy. Putting out the mixtape and shit. That, that's what literally started her up. That shit was calculated as hell, too. Come on, man. Bro, I knew that sex tape was fake when it came out because, uh, um, how, okay, so in women that we've dated and say like your wife, does your wife call you by a nickname or, or your or your full name? Nickname. Okay, is it is it a name that she made for you, or or like your like name like this your friends have for you? Uh, my friends really. I okay. ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> so that is the that is one of the exceptions. And in, in, in my experience for uh, uh, my own dating and like friends of mine, 
the girl typically calls the guy by their full first name. So like if if uh if uh, like the best the best uh one I can think of because back in high school like a friend of mine dated a guy who who, who everybody called him Pooh. You might remember Pooh. She, mm-hmm. she called him by his real name Anthony. She she never called him Pooh, but and I've seen that a lot. So I doubt that if. Ray J and Kim Kardashian are in the throes of passion. Then she'll say, "Ray J, you're you're tearing this pussy up." She's probably calling by his, her, his real name or a name that she calls him. So I I knew right then that it was fake because the, the cameras were never on her mouth. The camera was never on her face when she was talking, and it was all, "Ray J, you're tearing this pussy up." I'm like this shit is fake as fuck. But getting back to um, a Kanye now, I. I would say I'm kind of on that Charlemagne school that maybe your hoes might make the best housewife, but you got to realize that this bitch got a pass. So if her pass comes back <laughs> to bite you, you can't get mad about it. I mean, I'm not even going to fault him for, for wife and a hoe, but if you're going to wife a hoe, you got to understand that she was a hoe and this shit's going to come up forever, especially if you're, if she's a famous hoe, probably the most famous hoe of our lifetime. It, it's mm-hmm. going to come back because because they're not going to be together they're too long. I can guarantee you that right now. But She's going to leave him, and then he's going to be like, blah, 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 blah. And then she's going to marry some other rich dude. He's probably going to be black and all this other shit. I mean, bro, Kim Kardashian don't need no nigga money, bro. Like, she probably got more money than Kanye do. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> For the clout, bro. But she close, though. She's been popping for like 12 years, bro. Like her whole family, her family guapped up. She do it for the clout. Now she going to leave. Kanye. I think, I think that like she loved Kanye. Cause she, she married Kanye for longer than, than any of her other marriages. She's she been with Kanye for a, like, like longer than like any of the other married dudes that she's fucked since she's been like a public figure. Kanye is going to lose her because Kanye when he's on meds, he, he he's a space case. When he's off meds, he's a space case. And she can't handle all that bad shit that he's put on on her family. Yeah, that's why that's why she's gonna leave him. They kind of get he'll go crazy again because he's not gonna be he he won't be able to take it because they aren't a good match. Kanye hates to press, and she loves to press. So like it's a bad match automatically. But yeah, but. But getting back to that song though, like Drake said along with the whole McMill this, when he puts a song out, he's gonna make sure you hear it all the fucking time and Kanye fell right into the trap and, and Drake is the most calculated motherfucker in the world because of that shit. Because I had no fucking idea. And everybody was saying that shit. They had a fucking dance challenge for it. So so every time the fucking Kanye go on fucking IG or Twitter or Facebook, you see motherfucker doing the Am I Feeling Challenge. He said, hey, Kiki. And it was only on that part. It was on the hook. So, so, yeah. so even though like, uh, Drake, Drake didn't have any official bars for Kanye on that song. The fact that it was so strategic and it, and it was so well calculated and thought out and it was so fucking below the belt. It, it was, it was a masterstroke, bro. It was amazing. And we would have never known. Never. Kiki, do you love me? Then Kanye was so mad about it. Um, 
Uh, so what are your thoughts on in my feelings? Uh, you pretty much narrowed it down, man. Like, I, hell, I really ain't got too much to say because you didn't hit everything down, down to the T. I, very calculated, very well thought of, and damn, that, that shit was funny as hell. That shit was funny. Just the overall, not just the overall factor that you made this shit, and then nobody really knows. Nobody wouldn't even know. Besides them two, man. That's what... Besides them two. That's that's the crazy thing about it. And then when Kanye went on this fucking rant, talking about him and talking about fucking uh, Nick Cannon. Hey, man, you going around telling people you fucked my wife back in the day. That's very disrespectful. But how he did. Disrespectful? How he did. How he did. Shit, he did. Like, I don't see how this rapper if he, he didn't do it, but he did. So, I mean, I mean, everybody didn't wrote that pony more than one there. Right. And then, um, now, <laughs> let me ask you this: Do you think that Drake, that Kanye, is mad because he knows that Drake is probably the only person who's more famous than he is that fucked his wife? Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think it's that petty. If it is, that's fucked up. But. I think it is because uh. Kanye isn't as mad at Ray J about it, cause uh now, um, from listening to like the the uh, Joe Button podcast, cause like Joe, although his co-hosts are trash, but Joe breaks shit down from yeah, <laughs> and like he makes you think about shit. He broke down that whole beef between a like it, it basically a cold war between Kanye and Drake, and it's mainly all Kanye, and and and, and the fact that Kanye has been doing so many side shit towards Drake. It has to be for a reason. I think it's because Drake did fuck uh, Kim and that he, he thinks that that's the only person in the industry who might have a chance that could take his wife. Because the part that had me thinking the most about it is when um Joe was like, on Drake's first album, the Kanye produced song, uh, Find Your Love, he said, like, that, that, that beat is trash. The beat wasn't mastered correctly. Like, like he's right. It wasn't. It could have sound like, it sound like... That beat sounds like you got some uh a blown speaker. It's not like it fucking rattled too hard. Yeah. And, and his theory was that Kanye gave that beat to Drake unfinished because he, he don't fuck with him. Then Drake's first video uh for a best I ever had was a dumbass video that came out love field that was about nothing and that was that was uh, directed by Kanye. It's just, so there's been a cold war going on for years with these two. And the only reason why I can think why Drake why Kanye would be so petty is because he's mad that. Uh, not only did Drake fuck his wife, but Drake is probably the only person who I think he thinks can actually take his wife from him. <laughs> probably so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it was fucking amazing, man. And I I do think that that beef would have been better if only those who knew about it. And then yeah. like Kanye just fucking stoo- stews about it every time that song comes on. And then on, on Drake's album, he was like, uh, oh. All like a different song was like everybody's hitting play. You're you're training. You're you're somebody. Sometimes your wife, your wife, your wife, your wife. He was talking about that song, I think. <laughs> your wife, your wife. And then um, this this other person had like a theory. No, this one's outlandish. I can't I can't recall like where I got this theory from, but uh, it, the person uh put it on Twitter, and they were like. Um, one of the songs on uh, on Scorpion, 
Jack was talking about fucking somebody girl. And he's like, yeah, basically from my house to, to like your house was a left or right, left and then, and then left. So then this person went to fucking Google maps and like, this is where it gets outlandish. He, he goes to Google maps and like, he sees Kanye's house and Drake's house. And he said like that to get the Kanye, I mean, get to Kanye's house from Drake's house is a left or right, left and right. So, so saying that fucking <laughs> Drake was saying on this album, how to get the Kanye house from his house strategic that's if that funny. is true that's funny and fucking calculated as fuck drake might be a fucking genius a criminal genius he acts like he's soft <laughs> but he's a fucking criminal genius yeah that's funny that's, that's funny as fuck <laughs> um, oh shit oh okay so um i think i have i think I remember what I was thinking of for our sign-off, and, and we'll do that, and then we'll quickly go over what our next episode is going to be. But I think my, our sign-off is going to be uh, something to the tune of. So that's our list. You might agree, you might disagree, but you have to contend that that shit was dope, and we're out. I think that's something like that could have been what I was thinking. No, I got you. Okay. I like that. That work for you? Yeah, I like that. Well, that's our list. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might like it, you might hate it, but you cannot disagree that that shit was hot. That shit was hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so that will be our, our sign-off, and like we'll do that again when we actually sign off. So as we also do at the end of every episode thus far, we talk about what we should uh, discuss next month. So when we were talking about doing this month's episode, we said that we would either do top five beef tracks in no particular order or uh, underrated rappers. So um, for J- January, we can, we can continue to do the underrated rappers uh, or we can do like a, <clears throat> some type of 2018 recap. Um, and, and if we do that, I do have a, a couple of uh, topics that I've written down to see what you think of, or do you just want to go ahead and just continue with like our uh, normal format? We could do a review. All right. So here are the are the categories that I was thinking of so far. Um, sleeper hits in regards to albums and, and like just hot tracks. Um, uh, best album and worst album of the year. Uh, best song and worst song of the year. <clears throat> Something I, I call it the the Let Nas Down Award. So I, <laughs> I'm not sure what that would be anymore, but I'm sure we can come over. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice right there. <laughs> Cause like that's one of the things that we keep coming back to. <laughs> the I guess that could be like like the uh, artist that has let us down like the most this year, like in 2018. Uh, then I had one on here, a category called the best news item, uh, the the for the culture award against the culture award, uh, worst new artist, best new artist, uh, overrated album artist and joint, and. And the hot new mess. Oh, oh no, no, like the hot newness. So like those just okay. some ideas, and like, we can probably uh, uh, knock some off too. Hell yeah! All right, so you think you want to do like a 
a year in review for um the January app? Yeah, we do a year in review. Alright, and then for February we can go back to doing um the the top five most underrated rappers of all time. Or or we could think of something else, but but I, I can tell you this right now, game and pimp C will will definitely be on my underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, for real, for real. Yeah, we could, we could do it like that, man. Cause that, that'd be dope for the underrated. We haven't even hit that topic yet, so. Yeah. And like, that's the good thing about the show, bro. Like, there's, there's so many topics that like we haven't even gone over yet. There's like so many fucking topics. I'll say that again. I said, uh, that's the good thing about the show, man. Like, there's so many topics that like we haven't gone over yet. Yeah, I know. So many fucking That's topics. crazy. All right, so we will uh, refine this list between now and, like I said, like the last week of um, January, because like that's typically like when we drop. Um, so, so like we have to figure out time wise, like what's a good number of categories to have. Uh, if there's anything you want to add to it, like in terms of categories, but yeah, but I think like that would be like a good ass show. Yeah, that'd be dope as hell. All right, man. Is there anything else that, that you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, just, you know, knock them down like always. Uh, giving y'all in no particular order. You know what I'm saying? You might not like it, but you can't admit that shit is dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, by saying that, I hope you guys have a good holiday. Have a good Christmas. Everybody that's listening, you know, New Year's, bring it in right. You know what I'm saying? Have your uh, New Year's resolution ready to rock and roll for some folks that's into that. I know me, me, myself. I think I might set one this year. I might really? set one. I, I think I this will be my first time ever. I might set one. Ever? Wow. Yeah, because I, I really don't never set one. But this one, I think I'm going I'm to set just to see how how much I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to get into this whole like uh, getting in shape thing. Even yeah. hardcore than I am, because I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm always working out, but I'm never to the point where I'm like, yo, I want to hit that fucking Michael B. Anthony level, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael B. Jordan, I mean, Michael B. Jordan level shit, fucking Creed, fucking hit that level, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I it's like gonna take a lot of determination. It's gonna take a lot of determination, but I think if I actually got my body to that level, just to say I did at least one time. I'd be happy as fuck. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's what I always try to do, bro. But uh, I, I start slacking because right now, man, I'm probably I'm probably like the softest physically I've been in probably fucking five or six years, man. I'm trying to like really get back at that shit now too, man. But I'm just so fucking lazy. I got, I got so much shit going on. It, it's fucking difficult finding time to work out, man. But hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But. I definitely need to get back to it, man. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, same with me, guys. I uh, have a good holiday season. Um, and we still will pull out the call for all, uh, every, every one of you guys who are out there liking the show. Cause I see, I see that you're listening. Cause I get numbers. Don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter at the the only Twitter handle we have, the at TSVF Podcast, and tell about this show in no particular order, or or go to um or send us an email at tsbofpodcast at gmail.com and then the subject line is put in no particular order to where you can give us your top five of any of the lists that we've gone over so far any type of reactions you've had to any of our lists or you can give us ideas for um 
list because I guarantee you because I know you're out there. So as an incentive for you to be vocal fans, I, I guarantee you I will I will read your email on the air or your Twitter and I will send you something in the mail. I don't know what yet, but I will send you something in the mail. <laughs> Something that you would definitely like. I, I will draw you in the art style of the um of our logos. Cause uh, I'm not sure if you guys out there know that, but I, I do the logos. I will draw you in that style. I will draw you in one friend or family member in that style if you send us an email and just be an active fan. That offer stands for the first ten people who send us an email or hit us up on Twitter. I would guarantee I will do that for you. Um but we're gonna sign all but uh Yeah. Uh-huh.